0: Shalom, and welcome to Inside Israel News, your source for unbiased and thorough analysis of Israeli news, politics, and current events in the Middle East. I'm your host, Isaac Kite. (laughs) Captain's Log Supplemental In the last episode, I discussed how Naftali Bennett had launched himself into third place, leapfrogging over Gidon Sa'ar who is now in fourth, and uh, who has been put out there as the main alternative to Bibi Netanyahu. So this supplemental will explore the possibility of Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. What happens if those who oppose Bibi all decide to recommend Naftali Bennett for Prime Minister instead of Sa'ar or other possible candidates? Well, let's find out. The main quirk of this election and the three preceding elections is that they have been very much a personal referendum on Bibi Netanyahu and an attempt to get him out of office, he personally, rather than the usual political horse trading that goes on in coalition building. Bibi Netanyahu remains the most popular uh, candidate for prime minister and his natural allies continue to win the largest plurality in every election. But he himself has not been able to put together a majority coalition in large part because many of the parties in the coalition simply refuse to treat with him. They will not sit down. They will not negotiate. They are swearing up and down to their voters that they will not join a coalition with him. And thus, uh, Benny Gantz originally for the last three elections has been held out as a, a major alternative to Bibi Netanyahu. And now we're seeing the rise of Naftali Bennett as the possible alternative, the alternate Bibi. And what would that look like? So discussing the the different coalition options, I have discussed in the past how Naftali Bennett is kind of the kingmaker at this point. He's not said that he would definitely rule out serving with Bibi Netanyahu in a coalition, which could put Netanyahu and his natural allies over the top uh, to that 61-seat majority to hold a government together for uh, three, maybe four years. Uh, Also, however, he could join with those who oppose Bibi and offer them uh, an easier path to a majority. Uh, They would have to form a coalition that would be able to hold together for at least a year, but probably two, in order to ensure that Bibi Netanyahu really leaves office and someone else takes over at Likud. Now that's a a tall order, and they have not been able to unseat Netanyahu this whole time, these these past several elections. So what's gonna happen now? That's anyone's guess. But with Naftali Bennett sitting there as kingmaker, We're going to have to see what he wants to do. Curiously, though, with the number of seats that he's polling at, Yamina, his party, Yamina means right, uh, his party is polling in third place now, somewhere in the 14 to 16 seat range, uh, maybe 13, 14, up to 16, depending on which poll you look at. Uh, The recent Channel 12 poll that I cited had him at about 13, 14, but he could go up uh, and earn more seats, depending on how... Uh, Last-minute voters uh, tend to, you know, there's there's a last-minute surge in Israeli elections. Right on election day, a group of voters will go to the the latest trend and and give that party uh, a few extra seats sometimes. But in any case, Naftali Bennett has been rising in the polls. He is gaining momentum as we're heading into the final stretch toward the election. Meanwhile, Gidon Sa'ar, who's, again, been held out as the primary opponent of Bibi, he left Likud. Earlier uh, in this election process, which is late last year, back in December when the election was called, and formed his new hope party in the hope of unseating Bibi Netanyahu, uh, as uh, Benny Gantz's popularity has collapsed and he's down uh, teasing at the at the threshold, where he may not even earn seats in the Knesset. But Gidon Sa'ar has collapsed. His popularity has failed him. He's polling in some polls at 11-12. Other polls have him below 10, down at 8-9. Uh, depending on what you're looking at. And so as his popularity wanes, as the momentum moves away from him and toward Naftali Bennett, what could happen? Well, one option is Bennett could go negotiate with Bibi Netanyahu and uh, form a coalition with Netanyahu and his natural allies, giving Bibi another term in office. Bibi has already ruled out a rotation in office, so that would preclude any possibility of Bennett becoming prime minister. But could Bennett hold Bibi out Uh, for that possibility. Could he sit there and say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a couple more years in office if you'll rotate with me and give me two years in office. Bibi may be desperate. He may be stuck with that option. If it's that particular concession or another election, a fifth election would not be good for Bibi Netanyahu. It's already just about time for him to go if this election doesn't come off uh, in his favor. If he ends up leading the the opposition, uh, not forming a government or not being part of the government, he might be able to hang on for a little while. With charges pending against him, he, he really needs to go to court and answer them. But he may yet be able to hold on to office and be able to remain an alternative. In any case, let's see how this coalition might look if Naftali Bennett is recommended by a majority or by a greater number of parties in the Knesset uh, or parties worth a greater number of seats than those supporting Bibi Netanyahu. All right, let me uh, review the poll numbers real quick before going into uh, discussion of the coalition possibilities. The most recent poll that I talked about here in the podcast, Channel 12, held on March 10th, was fairly recent. And again, it shows a a certain shift in momentum that's taken place as uh, Bennett has surged ahead of Sa'ar. And in that poll, out of the 120 seats in the Knesset, Likud is polling at 28 seats. Yesh is polling at 19 seats. Yamina, that's, um, so I should say Yesh is Yair Lapid's center-left party. Uh, Yamina, which is Naftali Bennett's party, is polling in third place at 13 seats. New Hope, which is Gidon Sa'ar's party, is polling at 11. Joint List, which is the three main Arab parties that are not going to cooperate with uh, or generally Arab parties, don't involve themselves in this process. They kind of they kind of sit all this out. Uh, they're pulling at 9. Shas, which is the Sephardic Ultra-Orthodox Party, is pulling at 8. United Torah Judaism, the Ashkenazic Ultra-Orthodox Party, at 7. Yisrael these the uh, secular ne- right-wing uh, nationalist party, is at 7. Labor, the traditional left-wing party, is at 6. And you have three parties tied at four, which are uh, Blue and White, which is Benny Gantz's party, Meretz, the the dovish sort of left-wing protest party, and the Religious Zionists, which are the uh, far-right, extreme-right, you might say, party uh, that Bibi helped to put together between several smaller parties in the hopes that they might bolster his chances of forming a coalition. And just below the threshold is Ra'am, or United Arab List, UAL. Uh, Ra'am is the Islamist nationalist party that is led by Mansour Abbas that left Joint List this year to run independently. Now, looking at these poll numbers, one of the things you immediately notice is since Yamina has jetted into third place, uh, rocketed ahead of Gidon Sa'ar, who's in fourth, is that if a coalition is going to be formed with Naftali Bennett, he certainly can demand being prime minister. And in that third place position, he's kind of ahead of Gidon Sa'ar. So if they're gonna do a rotation, looking at these numbers, you know, 13 to 11, uh, I would say that this is a a good situation to call for rotation. So Naftali Bennett for two years, followed by Gidon Sa'ar, right? However, as other polls have shown, it could be that Yamina is gonna surge up to 15, 16 seats and New Hope could slide below 10 to eight or nine seats. In that kind of situation, Bennett could argue that he should be the prime minister for full term, two or three years, however long the coalition is able to hold together. As I've mentioned, Yeshatid is in second place, but Yair Lapid, its party leader, has said he's going to put his uh, ambitions for the big office on hold in order to get rid of Bibi Netanyahu. So he's signaling that he will step back from the limelight, and rather than trying to be prime minister and in, in rotation, and you could imagine a three-way rotation would be kind of ridiculous. One year of, say, Saar, one year of Lapid, one year of Bennett. That would that would be ridiculous. So that helps that he's willing to to step back, but still. We're talking about uh, a situation here where Bennett is in a stronger place in second place than Sa'ar, and if he gets enough votes, he could even be pretty close to Yeshatid and in direct competition with Lapid uh, in terms of the second place spot. Well, uh, in that situation, obviously, Naftali Bennett becomes a prime candidate for the big job, for being premier, prime minister. So looking at this coalition and the potential numbers here, Uh, This, if they, if all of these parties recommend Naftali Bennett, if we have uh, Meretz, Blue and White, Labor, Yisrael Betenu, the New Hope Party, and Yamina and Yeshatid, all recommending uh, Naftali Bennett, he'll have a majority of the Knesset recommending him, which is a good sign. That would increase his likelihood of becoming prime minister. Parties recommending Bibi would be down in the 47, 48 range. Uh, far below the 61 seats needed for a majority. So that that definitely puts uh, Bennett in a better position, and he would have the parties to form a majority. So I'm going to go into some of those numbers here shortly, and we'll see how those put together. So in the poll just cited, if the four big parties that oppose Bibi Netanyahu, Yeshatid, Atid, L- Yair Lapid's party, uh, Yamina, Naftali Bennett's party, New Hope, Gidon Sa'ar's party, and Yisrael Batenu, led by Avigdor Lieberman, the, again, the Russian secular party, uh, right-wing nationalist secular party. Anyway, if those parties all together uh, in this poll uh, formed a, a coalition, you know, if they were natural coalition partners, they would have 50 seats. And that's a, a big step toward forming a coalition. They're just 11 seats shy of a majority in this poll. And again, these numbers are, are adjustable. It could be that uh, New Hope will have a few, will have fewer seats, and Yamina will have more. And in the final shakeout, uh, one of these parties could end up uh, rounding up and getting an extra seat. Uh, but in any case, in this particular poll, that's 50 seats, and that puts them in a very strong position. Now, in terms of adding parties to that, uh, he's already got, in this case, if Bennett is the one leading this coalition, he, he's already got uh, two. Right wing parties with him, his own party, uh, which is just, just to the right of Likud, and he would have uh, just to the left of y- Likud at this point, basically, <laughs> would be New Hope, uh, and Yisra Batenu, uh, just to the left of that, and then Yeshatid in the center left, right? Well, having put those together, it wouldn't be too difficult to add labor led by the, the new, uh, fiery new. Uh, Mirab Mikhaili, which would add six seats to the coalition. And if he clears the threshold, Benny Gantz's party, blue and white, would have four seats, possibly five, but it's looking more like four. Uh, That would give them 10 more seats. And then Meretz, the the far-left protest party, the the peace party, they would be uh, enough there to offer 64 seats, which would be a majority. Now, curiously, if any of those three fail uh, either of those two excuse me if either of those two fail to clear the threshold right if blue and white and Meretz fall below the three and a quarter percent threshold and do not earn seats that's really going to put a crimp on trying to form a coalition here but assuming they do that could be a coalition right there let's say for example uh that blue and white does not clear the threshold so now they're at exactly 60 seats and again in the final election uh, analysis we'll have really solid numbers that we can look at And they might round up this way or that. So this might actually be 61 seats right there, either way. But uh, in any case, with this particular poll sticking with these numbers, that would be 60, which is just one short of a a majority. Uh, Maybe Ra'am will clear the threshold, and it's possible that the the Arab Islamist Nationalist Party, led by Mansour Abbas, could join the coalition and thus offer them a majority. So we certainly see a path to a majority with this anti-BB coalition preferably they'd want to put it together without the Arabs, preferably they'd want to put it together perhaps without Meretz, because as a protest party, as a far-left party, they may not be amiable to the more right-wing nature of the coalition. Even labor would be in a tenuous situation there, but if uh, Michele was getting what she felt uh, was due to her and and also to her constituents, then she might be willing to sit in that particular coalition. In any case, if they are able to conjure up a majority, what would the cabinet look like? Uh, Obviously, uh, Bennett would be prime minister, and he might do that in rotation uh, with Sa'ar, depending on how the numbers fall out. But again, the the scenario we're looking at here is uh, a Bennett prime minister position, Bennett being prime minister for uh, perhaps two years in this coalition. I just don't suspect that this particular coalition would be able to go more than Uh, It'd be lucky to go a year, honestly, but more than a year is not. maybe too much to ask. More than two years is definitely too much to ask, although there could be some coalition shuffling depending on what happens. Uh, Suppose, for example, if Bibi retires and leaves office as head of Likud and Likud is taken over by, uh, let's say, Nir Barkat, the former mayor of uh, Jerusalem, then maybe they can shuffle the coalition and bring Likud in and get rid of some of the left-wing parties that would make the coalition more stable. At the same time, that may not happen. Uh, Bibi may stay in office and try to sit it out and try to see if this coalition falls apart and gives him another shot at the at, at returning to office. Who knows? We we won't we won't we won't even see that bridge until we get much farther down the road, let alone cross it. But I guess we'll we'll cross it when we come to it. In any case, so so Bennett would be prime minister under this scenario. Yair Lapid has more seats than anyone in the coalition, and so it would be very reasonable that he's going to get the top spot just below. If he's, if he's saying he's going to step out of the limelight, he's not going to go very far. So he's probably going to demand the foreign ministry, which would put him in the number two spot in the coalition and in the most prominent and visible position in the in the cabinet short of the prime minister, definitely in the number two position. So if Lapid's going to demand that, then the next seat, uh, defense minister, could go to Gidon Sa'ar. Uh, However, uh, depending on how the coalition shakes out, Avigdor Lieberman has actually held the office of defense minister before, and he may want to to push for that in his joining the coalition. Uh, And Gidon Sa'ar could definitely be good in another position like finance, but it would be likely to be one of those two, either Gidon Saar as defense minister or Avigdor Lieberman. If, be, if Lieberman's not going to be defense minister, he'd probably go over to interior, uh, possibly finance, but, but probably something like that. I don't know that Lieberman wants to get into the finance position now because, as I've talked about before, it's kind of a black hole office, kind of a dead-end job. not uh, does not make you anybody's friend, so uh, that may be something he'd want to avoid. In any case, uh, Mirab McKaylee, who's just made her entrance into the political situation, uh, she would probably uh, be a good shot at a good choice for finance minister if she wanted it. And being from Labour and from the left, having such a post would make her very influential in the coalition, maybe more than her six seats or seven seats would deserve, and that could give her a good, uh, a good position. So that might be a job she'd be willing to take. Otherwise, interior or education, perhaps. Another member of Bennett's party is Ailet Shaked. Shaked has uh, served as justice minister before, and she's a, a really strong justice reformer. She's led re- uh, reforms on court reforms and that such uh, before. So, in, in all likelihood, she'd want to get that job to to go back to her job. Where would Benny Gantz land if he's in the coalition, if he's able to clear the threshold? Who knows? Uh, interior, education, something like that would normally be what maybe maybe. Four seats or five seats would earn you. I mean, he's barely in the coalition. Oftentimes, parties that are that small don't get a cabinet seat because they're, uh, they're too small. They may get a, what's called a minister without portfolio. It means that you're you're in the cabinet, but you don't actually have a department to run. You know, the foreign minister runs the the foreign ministry. The defense minister runs the defense ministry. They they have actual jobs that do something in the administration of, of the country's uh, government rather than just sitting in the cabinet as a political leader. But a minister without portfolio is a member of the cabinet and helps to make cabinet decisions when the cabinet votes, uh, but they don't really have a department to run. However, because he's Benny Gantz, General Benny Gantz, uh, a person with a little bit bigger name recognition who's served in the government before, he might uh, demand or, or be in a position to require uh, a higher office. So would he be somebody who'd be looking at finance minister or minister of interior or perhaps even a shot at the defense ministry? Who knows? I mean, that's, that's a lot to ask for when you have a small party like that. In terms of being finance minister, maybe he might be the only one who wants the job because others don't want the dead-end job. But who knows? In any case, that's what that government might look like. And so, uh, basically, looking at these poll numbers, it is possible that they could recommend Bennett. It is possible that Bennett and Gantz, uh, excuse me, Bennett and Sa'ar may go in a rotation. Uh, when I think of rotation, I often think of Benny Gantz. He comes to mind because he's the, he and BB are the only, only the second coalition to have a rotation that they signed back in May, and that rotation obviously fell apart which is why we're having this election. But uh, if there's a rotation with Bennett and Sa'ar, uh, Bennett's in in third place at this point, so he'd certainly, almost certainly go first, uh, followed by Sa'ar. And since the coalition's not likely to last very long, they might do that as an annual rotation. So they might go uh, one year of Bennett and one year of Sa'ar because the coalition's not likely to go a full two years. So if they they had a two-year rotation, so two years of Bennett and two years of Sa'ar, chances are Sa'ar would never see the big office. Right. So I don't know how he'd he'd do that. But in any case, that's a possibility. Uh, two years of Bennett uh, is a possibility. But that coalition would be very weak. It would be unwieldy. It would have far right parties together with far left. And that would be troublesome. So, as I said, if if Bibi were to leave Likud, then that might uh, bring Likud into the coalition, because if they could bring in Likud and dispense with labor and Meretz and, and the far-left parties, maybe Benny Gantz and a few other personalities, then it would have a much more stable coalition, uh, and that would be a coalition that they could put together more easily. But they can't do that as long as Bibi is in charge of Likud, or even if Bibi should leave Likud and, and, and leave politics briefly to go face his charges. He's still going to be pulling the strings at Likud, and he may not be willing to let Likud join that coalition. Hoping that if uh, the coalition breaks down and there are new elections, his successor, probably near Barakat at this point, but could be someone else, his successor at Likud might have a shot at forming the government themselves. So. Who knows how this is going to go Uh, when it comes to personal politics and and political pettiness in Israel? uh, No, you know, the bar is set very low. So the the chances that uh, someone could hold a grudge and and that could affect the political world is definitely those are definitely high chances. Uh, It's a high priority, uh, high probability. So with that, uh, this is the possible Bennett government. Could this happen? It could be. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But as the election looms, what we do see here is that Bennett is surging and Sa'ar seems to be falling behind. Unless that momentum changes, that is not good for Sa'ar and his prospects for being prime minister. But it's very good for Naftali Bennett, who can now sit in the position, because he's not uh, ruled out serving in a coalition with Bibi, that he could be prime minister uh, for one coalition that's against Bibi, or he could be the kingmaker who puts Bibi Netanyahu back into office, and he can hold that over these other parties. If they don't want him to be prime minister, maybe they want to demand a rotation, or maybe if Yair Lapid wants to demand a, a rotation, Bennett could just kind of back out of negotiation say, you know what, um, I've got a meeting with Bibi for lunch, you know, I've, 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 you've got five minutes, you know, to convince me, sell me, or I'm I'm going to go over to Bibi, and they might just have to... You know, gulp. Well, uh, okay, I guess you can be prime minister. So uh, that could be uh, in the making. And Naftali Bennett would definitely be competent. He served in a number of roles in government. He's held a lot of offices and he would be an effective prime minister. As a a center right prime minister, definitely a right wing prime minister, someone that uh, Israel's enemies may not be as eager to test as maybe a center left prime minister. So we'd have to see how that shakes out. Uh, Iran is usually especially eager to test new prime ministers by attacking Israel or or seeing if if one of their proxies will attack Israel and and trying to test the water, see how they respond. So who knows? Uh, That's that's an open question. But at this point, if it's not Bibi Netanyahu who's going to be prime minister, it's looking a lot like it might be Naftali Bennett uh, or a rotation of Bennett and Sa'ar. With that I will say goodbye Lahitrot Ulaina